0: Welcome, everybody, to the weekend Review of the Armour Report. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal, and as always, this is a show about stock market investing. Now, let's just review real quick. This is a live trading desk. I'm sharing with you information that I use every day to manage my assets and assets for investors I work with. I've been doing this over 30 years, so I'm trying to hand you my playbook. This is not a show about what stock to buy tomorrow. It's about the um, axiom, if you will, about you give a person a fish they eat for a day, you teach them how to fish they eat for a lifetime. That's what I'm trying to do for you here. So I'm surrounded by um, computer screens. The phone might ring. This is a live trading desk, so it's kind of a live look into how I manage money every day and what I'm doing. Here's the topics today. I'm going to share with you why I started the Armor report. Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. I'm going to highlight something f- for you um, from Delivering Alpha that's been going on in New York. I'm going to share with you something that kind of crystallizes why I started this channel for you on YouTube. Then we're going to talk about the algorithms we use. We have proprietary algorithms to help us manage risk. We call it a risk monitor. We look at the top indexes that drive our risk decisions. So as always for weekend reviews, we go over what those algorithms are telling us about risk right now. Then we'll drop down to our favorite investment theme, cannabis. Love the theme, have been bearish on the stocks for a while now. We're going to review our CanTrust position what it means for the cannabis stocks. And I'm going to talk to you about something that's important, okay? Everybody who is a subscriber to the Armour Report, and you can just go to our website, Rosenthal Capital, to subscribe. It's a free service. You're going to be receiving from me in the near future a report about a cannabis stock that we think can be owned now. Now, when I send out those reports... I'm not telling you to run out and buy the stock. What I'm saying is put it on your research list. Do your own research. I couldn't tell you what stocks to buy since I don't know you. I don't know your risk tolerance. I don't know if it's appropriate for your portfolio. But what I can share with you is what I'm doing for my portfolio, what's going on on my desk, and what I hope is that it gives you some food for thought. You do your own research and you determine whether or not it would fit into your portfolio. So I'm going to send out in the near future the next Armor report to everybody on our email list. Just go to the website Rosenthal Capital, subscribe. A breakdown of the next cannabis stock that we think we're going to be positioning in the portfolio or we may already have. I'll let you know when, when I send it out. Um, Let me share with you what the point of the Armour Report is and, and this show real quick, particularly the emails. I've been doing this over 30 years. I actually have subscribed to other services to get emails. I think there's a lot of smart people out there. What annoys me the most about these types of emails is that people feel they have to throw up all over your email list, give you tons of information for you to sift through, and they feel they're doing you a service? I don't feel that's a service. I get these emails in my inbox from different people wanting to give me information, and I have to read through this unbelievable mess of information, trying to glean the the, the keys. I don't have that kind of time. Maybe you don't either. So when I send something out from the Armour Report emails, when I send it to my email list, I'm going to tell you two things. One, I don't send them every day. I only send them when I think there's actionable information that's worth understanding. And two, I try to make the emails um, short and concise. I'm just trying to give you the information that matters and not all the backstory. Because the purpose of the emails from the ARMA report is to bring to the top of your mind topics that are important. And then you go out there if you want and find the backstory, do the research, Google and grab, gather more information. So that's the purpose of these emails. When I share with you the cannabis stock that's at the top of our whiteboard for our portfolios now it's a new entrant for us when I share it with you it's meant for you to go and do your own research so I'll share what the stock is why it's important some basic facts of why it fits our approach and then I invite you to do your own homework that's what these emails are so anyway if you want to know what we're doing Rosendahl Capital is the website to be a pop-up box give me your email address and we'll send this out and I I suspect I may send it out even this weekend. I'm wrapping up right now. I've been listening to conference calls, management discussions, uh, analyst reports, uh, breaking down balance sheets and income statements, pulling out the facts that I think matter, and that's what I'll send you. Okay, Um, then what we're gonna talk about a little bit later near the end of the show is our oil position, our energy position. We're gonna go over some of the things we've said recently Um, specifically not to just buy these stocks because there's a bomb that goes off in Saudi Arabia, but how do you deal with the positions now and what's important? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's get to it. Thanks for being here. Okay. Why did I start the armor report? I thought it was very interesting yesterday. Tudor Investments has a senior portfolio manager. And at the Delivering Alpha conference, she – I think she coined this phrase, the quantumentalist. the quantamentalist. It's quantitative analysis combined with fundamental analysis and technical analysis. It's the dawn of the quantamentalist. That's a very interesting term. I've been saying for a long time, algorithms are driving the market. You guys that watch this show know that, otherwise you wouldn't be here watching it. And what I'm trying to do for you is give you access to that type of information that institutions are using. So since the dawn of time in the stock market, there's always information flow. You know, in the 60s and before that, institutions were allowed to talk to the CEO of a company, gather information, and trade on it. There was no such thing as insider trading, right? And so then people got very upset that individual investors didn't have the same information as institutions, and we have a whole bunch of rules against that. But that cheese, if you will, keeps moving. It's a great book called, a little book, a very thin book called Where's the Cheese? I recommend you look that up and read it. It's very interesting. It's about life and understanding how to make money, but also understanding um, when to recognize that the cheese has been moved and to stop looking in that area and look somewhere else. So information is always king when it comes to managing assets, managing risk, increasing net worth. And I submit to you. That the information today that, and that institutions have, that big investors have, that individuals don't have access to are algorithms, algorithmic, quantitative analysis to manage risk. Okay? So obviously there are brokerage firms out there um, that have quant analysts that send out quant reports. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about literally having proprietary technology that helps you understand risk and how to manage it. We have that on our desk. I literally started the armor report some 160 videos ago to begin sharing that information with you, the individual investor. I feel it's unfair that that information is only in the hands of institutions. And of course, over time, It will work its way uh, to individuals. I'm trying to do my part to help share it with you right now. How do you use the information? Okay? We have proprietary algorithms that help us manage our risk, tell us when risk is too great for reward that we're hoping to get, or vice versa, when the reward is so phenomenal from that entry point that the risk is worth it. And when probabilities are at their highest, that we can put capital to work at risk and expect a good return. And when those probabilities are not acceptable, and so we must hold cash. We have proprietary algorithms for six indexes. Today, I'm revealing the seven that we're adding to our risk monitor to help us understand when to commit a lot of risk to our portfolio and when to be risk adverse. I use this information in my portfolio in different ways. I have conservative portfolios, aggressive, you know, balanced portfolios. So how can you use the information? Very simply, when we say risk on across the board, you have to say to yourself, what does that mean to me? How much risk am I willing to carry? I can't give you that information because I don't know you. If you're a buy-and-hold investor, and so you only will carry, I don't know, 25% cash max, okay, then when our algorithms are saying risk off, that's the time to hold your cash. I'm not telling you how much cash to hold. You determine that. What the algorithms are saying is there's so much risk right now that we're not putting out aggressive risk capital. We're only – Putting out investments that are longer term in nature, but we're carrying certain amounts of cash. So I might have conservative portfolios and 50% cash. That's for me, for my capital, for people I work with. That might not work for you. You have to determine that. So this is the dawn of the quantum mentalist. And I'm trying to share with you quantum information. So We have algorithms that help us create our risk monitor for the S&P, the Dow Jones, the small cap index, the NASDAQ 100, the momentum index, and the IBD 50, those six indexes. And the way they interact, the confluence that we get, tells us when we want to add or subtract risk. Here's the big reveal, I'm adding today to that monitor, the value index, V-L-U-E. So now we're going to have seven indexes that our algorithms are tracking to tell us when to add or subtract risk. So let's take a quick look why we're doing that. Here's the value index, V-L-U-E. Now there's many different, et- by the way, guys, all of these algorithms are working on ETFs, okay? Something easy for you all to follow. It doesn't have to be um, you know, in equity index futures or options or anything like that. It's just simple, straight exchange-traded funds. It's the SPY, the DIA, QQQ, IWM, Momentum, MTUM, IBD50, FFTY, and now the value index. Okay? VLUE. Okay, the reason I'm showing you this is the weekly chart. By the way, there's other value indexes you could use for this. This is a very liquid index, so I always look for the most liquid indexes. Take a look at that chart, okay? It's not anywhere near its all-time highs. Now, I'm going to share with you now a chart of the momentum index. You can see the momentum index hit all-time new highs in the last month or so. So value is clearly underperforming momentum. And value took off in the last couple of weeks. So it's important for us to start monitoring value and momentum together. Okay? Now, I have for you right up here, I try to show you every day whether or not we're in a bullish or bearish stance with our algorithm. So clearly, bullish stance still. But we're still in a risk-off mode. What we're doing with this uh, portfolio is we're building dividend-paying assets or passive income investments into the portfolio. I've talked about this before. Things like Kellogg's, 3.8% yield, turning their business around, going after high-margin business, cutting out low-margin business. In fact, they just announced The incognito, I love that name, incognito, that's their entrant into the Beyond Meat market, incognito. I love it. So there's growth drivers in Kellogg's. There's an example of a passive income investment, low risk, the kind of thing we want to put into the portfolio at a time where we have over $15 trillion of negative interest rates. I won't go over that again, guys. You know how that drives me crazy. But I think we've talked about it enough on this show recently. Okay? So what the algorithms tell us right now, and we're looking at the value index as well, is that there's not confluence. There's a lot of conflict. We have risk on on some indexes, risk off on others. If we don't get confluence, we don't put that extra amount of risk on. So what we will do is build portfolio of uh, dividend-paying assets. We try to spread it out between the real estate investment trust, the uh, energy pipeline companies, some, some uh, blue-chip dividend payers, AT&T and Verizon, those type of things. Structure that portfolio to collect income. We're targeting like a 6% yield on the portfolio, net. And then carry some cash on our desk because we can't get confluence. There's too much conflict between these seven indexes that tells us risk is too high for us to get aggressive. We'll wait to buy weakness. That's what we love to do. Okay, moving on. Um, Let's talk cannabis. Don't forget, guys, to help me out, I'd appreciate it if you give us a thumbs up here. Okay? Whenever you hear something you like, give us a thumbs up. helps me with YouTube, of course. Um, I want to talk about CanTrust for a minute. I suggest you go to our playlist about cannabis and find our CanTrust bonus coverage the day the news broke that they had violated Health Canada rules. Okay, the Armour report could not have been more accurate. I told you that day, not only is that a death knell for Cantrust history, sell the stock, and I had people saying to me, Well, I'm already down on it, I'm gonna hold it. And I said, Please don't do that. All right, now I mean I don't tell you what to do because I don't know you. All right, you wanna hold it, hold it. But I'm giving you my thirty years of experience here. That was a serious problem, and more importantly, I said to you that the entire cannabis space is going to suffer because of this one problem. It's a big problem, and here's the number one reason why. You can go watch the video. I'm going to tell you the number one reason why. I told you then. I'm going to tell you now. Can Trust had gone to the public markets had raised a lot of capital in the secondary, and then completely burned all of those institutions who gave them money. And that was going to blow out the institutional investor. They're going to say, thank you very much. I'm not playing this game again. And that's exactly what they did. And they've been dumping all of the assets in the space, along with a whole bunch of other reasons why cannabis is suffering. That was the single biggest problem at the time, and it continues to be. We need to see this CanTrust story end. Either put them out of business or reinstate them. One way or the other, that would be a major bullish thing for cannabis. But right now, CanTrust is just an anvil around the neck of the whole space. It's such a black eye. Now, look, let me tell you something. I listed five key problems with the cannabis space on Wednesday, and I said I need to see these five issues resolved before these stocks really start to move higher again. Go watch the videos, Wednesday's video. We have to add number six now. This vaping death story is getting worse and worse. And when we first heard about it, I tweeted out, you can follow me on Twitter, you know, at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal, or hashtag Armour Report. I tweeted out, this is a problem for cannabis. And I had a lot of blowback. A lot of people saying to me, no, 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 it's just the black market. Don't worry about it. This will be good for, you know, uh, uh, cannabis companies who are doing it right. Guys, the market just doesn't react like that, okay? It shoots first, and it asks questions later. So when you get deaths from vaping, the market shoots. And this story keeps getting worse. It's not just black market stuff. The problem is we don't know what's really causing the deaths, and the people who have money are not black market guys who go out of business that 404 their website the minute news breaks. People are going to come after the companies with money. That's tobacco companies that have vape products. It's cannabis companies that have vape products. This is another problem for the space. Sorry if you don't want to hear it. Sorry if you want to hear me just talking about fun stuff about cannabis. I love the cannabis investment theme. I want to be here. But just because I love something doesn't mean I own the stocks. No. I need algorithms to tell me the risk and reward Is at the right level for me to put capital to work? And it's completely telling me not right now. And it's been doing that for months. So when that changes, I'll let you know. I'll say, hey, man, it's risk on. Look at this setup. And I also need fundamentally. So here's the quantamentalist coming out, right? Quantum, the, the quantitative analysis has been negative for months. And the fundamental analysis keeps getting worse. And I'm afraid this vape problem is worse. Because politicians are, you know, look, no, nobody, no, politicians can't get anything right. And so what they probably do is come out and they make some blanket statement of no more vaping products until we figure out what the problem is. Right? And we have a lot of products stuffed in channels that has to be sent back. I mean, look, that's what investors are afraid of right now. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's why these stocks keep suffering on top of all the other problems. It's another problem. Keep your powder dry. I'm going to share with you via the Armour Report email, the Armour Report action alert, if you will, a cannabis stock that I am willing to buy now. I'm writing up the report as we speak. In the next couple days, I'll send it out. So there are pockets here and there that you could take some risk, although I will tell you that if the whole group's imploding… Generally speaking, you shouldn't be taking risk in the space. It's very hard to make money against that kind of tide. You know, think of a salmon swimming upstream. You know, and there's a whole bunch of bears waiting for you to jump out of the water. That's the visual picture you got to think of when you're buying cannabis stocks right now. Does some salmon make it? Absolutely, right? But a lot of them get picked off by bears along the way. So that's the cannabis story. Let's move on. Um, Let's wrap up with energy. So I told you when the news broke, um, I think it was last week, that the last thing you want to do is run out and buy energy stocks the day of uh, a bomb that goes off in the Middle East. And that was absolutely accurate, right? Right. Oil was up 15% that day, and then the next couple days it dropped 10%. So – and the same thing for the stocks. You had 10% moves in the exploration and production companies, and they gave back most of those moves. But if you look at oil in a bigger picture, look at USO, the symbol USO, you're going to see a huge base in the price. So as long as the price is stable, we need to start – Moving the energy stocks to the top of our whiteboard when it comes to passive investing ideas, because there's some great yields in these stocks with energy prices relatively stable on a weekly basis going back a couple of years now, just kind of moving around in a long base, which means those dividends are going to be real. You're going to keep collecting those yields even though you might get some volatility in price. And the more I read about what's going on in in, uh, Saudi Arabia, the more convinced I get that U.S. assets in the energy space could become very valuable in the next three to six months, maybe longer. So if I can lock in some yield now on U.S. assets, That's where it gets tricky. I've talked about Schlumberger before. I love that company, but it's a multinational company with a lot of exposure in the Middle East. So I don't know if I want to go there at a time where um, there's some very uh, negative things happening in the Middle East. I want to try to focus on U.S. companies. I'll give you an example. If they're blowing up refineries in the Middle East, then perhaps refineries in the U.S. are very attractive. And they have yields of 4 to 5%. You could do your own homework on this. I'm not telling you what stocks to buy, but I'll just throw out a name, and you can start searching for yourself. Valero, all right? There's a big name. Or um, um, Marathon or uh, Phillips 66. These are all refiners in the U.S. They all have decent dividend payouts, and their, their assets become very valuable if war escalates in the Middle East. And, of course, you all know I love the pipelines in the U.S. So my research team is hard at work gathering information on U.S. energy positions that pay dividends to add to my passive income portfolio. So I don't ever buy on the news and the hype. And I never chase these assets. But as they come back in and it looks like this is a real geopolitical problem – And the price of energy has been kind of really flat going back a long time now. So any imbalance could push that price of energy higher. Okay, now it's time for me to put that to the top of my whiteboard for dividend paying investments. That's what we're doing. Okay. So um, I'll wrap up with this thought. I still have at the top of this screen here, okay, this bull, but I'm not very comfortable with him. I think the algorithms are telling us risk is definitely uh, um, too high for me to be comfortable. So take that information how you want, but be advised that the the non-confluence is a serious problem for me, and so it really keeps me cautious. All right, guys, I appreciate your time spent with me. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Don't forget, if you have not subscribed yet to the Armour Report Action Alert, go to our website, rosenthalcapital.com, subscribe. I will be sending out a report about cannabis investing and a new stock that's at the top of my whiteboard. I'll be doing that shortly. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Take care.